You're listening to the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Before we kick this week's episode off, I just want to thank everyone who tuned in to Unsigned Chat Live over on Instagram Live on Monday. It's the second live episode I've done on there. First episode I was chatting with Katie Kittermaster about her music, touring with Boys Life, Lucy Spragan, coping with lockdown and Katie performed one of her songs called Origami Butterfly which is a fantastic song if I say so myself. On this week's live over on Instagram I chatted with the co-founder and co-host of Unsigned Chat, Jaina Jennings, about her music, gigging, and we also discussed gigging post-COVID-19, which will be interesting to see how that develops. This week on Unsigned Chat Live on Instagram, I'm going to be chatting with Jamie Allen Murad, which will be interesting, and I'm looking forward to it. Jamie has also been a guest on one of the previous Unsigned Chat podcast episodes. Be sure to go and check that out. So do join us on Instagram at 8pm every Monday UK time. Let's jump into this week's podcast episode. Now, I don't know about you, and if this was just me, but here in the UK, I think we're on week seven, I think, or week eight of lockdown. They've all started to blur into each other now, if I'm honest. But this week, I kind of felt this week was a bit of a meh type of week. I wasn't lost in the week, but I think just not as motivated in the week as usual. I'm guessing week seven or week eight of lockdown does that to you. How are you guys coping with lockdown? I hope you're finding things to do and keeping busy and proactive. I've seen a lot of people take up walking all of a sudden and cycling, which I never used to see quite as many people do. And this week I was actually trying to see if I could buy a push bike for myself. Um, I didn't want an overly expensive one, just one so I could get out and do a bit of cycling. But it seems like everybody's buying a push bike and they're very hard to buy. I think push bikes must be the new toilet roll and everybody's must have now. It's on the Halfords website and they had cheap bikes on there and you could get them to you could get them to uh, build the bike for you. And when you then go through the purchase process on the website, you get so far in and then it goes, sorry, the bike you want isn't available at the store nor is it available at any local stores so clearly everyone is buying push bikes and going out on them anyway i'm here with another podcast episode sadly i have no co-host this week but jana will be back on the show next week i do have a great guest lined up for this show though so all is good my guest on this week's podcast is kelsey bovey so kelsey hello and how are you i'm good how are you yeah very well thank you good so what have you been up to so far this week? Um, not too much really, just trying to write music and just keep musically active as possible. And I'm at university at the moment, so I'm trying to get all that sorted before the end of term. So, What are you studying at uni? Um, commercial music, so very relevant. <laughs> very relevant, like it. You've got a new song coming out of you, Magnetic. 
Yes, so that will be coming out um, next Friday, actually, which is really exciting. What's the song about? Yeah, so um, this song is about, um, it's basically, I call it a spontaneous love story, um, but it also has that hint of uncertainty of um, going into that relationship and not wanting to be hurt um, by someone else because all your previous relationships have ended in um, pain and heartbreak. Okay, so is it going to be a sad song, a happy song? Um, it's really upbeat, actually. Um, I'm quite happy with how it turned out um, because um, with it having that hint of uncertainty, I didn't want it to lose that kind of groove it had. So um, I wanted to keep that alive, but also kind of make that message quite clear. But yeah, so the production's incredible. It's done a really good job of lifting the whole thing up. So I'm really happy with it. How's your sort of songwriting process? How do you go about that? Um, so with that song, um, I just kind of sat down and it was one of those, like, I feel like I should write a song days. Um, I do have them quite a lot. Um, but yeah, I sat down and wrote that song. And usually I just sit down with my guitar and a melody will come into my head and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And then I try and think of um, what my topic would be for that song. And then I write my lyrics after that. So I think everyone does it differently with their lyrics and melody. I, I usually stick to melody first. Do you tend to find with songwriting that you can write a song quite quickly or does it take you a few days, weeks? Um, it can it can depend really because sometimes I have days where I can write a song in like 45 minutes and then others I could probably take me like two, three days. But the thing with me is that my worst habit is starting songs and not finishing them and then kind of losing that kind of groove for them and like forgetting what the chords were. I need to start recording my um, stuff on my voice notes so I can keep memory of it. So do you have quite a lot of notepads and that with songs that have been started? Yeah, so I, I like to use um, my phone notes just because it's kind of all in one place. So okay. I kind of know where it all goes. But um, yeah, there's so many. There's probably about like 10 songs in there I haven't finished. <laughs> um, really like six or seven that I have. But um, I just like write songs and just hope for the best most of the time. Do you have a, any um, album coming out off the back of this or an EP? Or... Yeah, I do have an EP coming out. It will be coming out um, at the end of June sometime. I haven't actually um, released the announcement date for that yet, but it will be at the end of June. It sounds like you've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up then, Kelsey. Yeah, I'm really excited. Obviously, with lockdown and everything at the moment, how are you um, sort of coping with that? And are you finding a good time for finishing sort of songs off? And obviously you mentioned your uni work as well. Yeah, um, it has been really good and really productive for me to have um, as I have been write- I've been co-writing quite a lot with um, other artists. I've also been um, just writing by myself, trying to work on like my guitar skills. Um, it's also been really good in growing my platform as well. As much as I miss live gigging, um, it's also been really good because I've been getting quite a lot of attraction on my live streams recently. Um, and also I can't go... Um, everywhere that I've been because there's people from like Poland and Norway that have been on my live streams which is absolutely incredible but obviously I haven't been to those places so I guess like in a way it's kind of making me reach places I never thought I could which is great. So do you think after lockdown you'll continue doing online streams? It's definitely a way to go because I feel like if 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 something's not broke don't fix it in a way um, so I think I will stick to it, but obviously keep up with like the live gigs and um, just keep everything going. But if um, people want to see more live streams, I'm really happy to do that and just do that maybe like every Sunday, Saturday night, maybe depending on if I've got a gig or not, really. Are you desperately trying to get back out to start gigging again? Then? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been a really tough situation because 
live streaming is a very different experience to live gigging because um, live streams, everyone's really engrossed in what you're doing and you can have a conversation with people whilst you're playing, whereas like in a live gig setting, it's not so much that kind of vibe. Um, but I, they're both great for different reasons. I like going out and seeing different places and seeing new people. Um, but live streams is like a good way to communicate on a social a media level which is really good so at least now you've started to build your fan base in places like poland yeah it's incredible um i I looked at my spotify stats the other day for like where people have been um listening to my music and it's like incredible i've had like australia and i've been in um, russia and france and it's like absolutely incredible and like it's like when you start writing their songs you don't actually realize how far things can go and that's just the beauty of it just watching it all develop something that you might have written in your bedroom or with someone else and then once it goes through the whole recording process and then it's actually released into the world and just seeing where it goes that's probably the most exciting part of everything I think. So how long have you been uh, singing and writing songs for? Um, So I've been writing songs probably since I was like 11 and 12 but it was just one of those like um, 12 year old boys kind of thing that I was writing songs about just like the standard thing but um yeah I started singing um professionally I I started doing classical grades when I was um 11 so um very different to what I do now that was kind of the only option I had at that time to try and get some vocal training be interested in how everything worked um but then I moved on to like pop stuff so I guess that's kind of where my singing started I've been singing like ever since yeah probably since I was like seven and I got into like school productions at primary school really so just all those kind of things that like have added up to this one big thing that I do now. Are you from like a musical family then? Or? I'm actually not. Everyone asks me that and I'm really surprised by the answer. But um, I've always thought my dad has quite a nice voice, but he's, he's a little, um, he probably won't agree with me on that. But um, there are nice qualities to his voice. Mum, um, I can't say much before. Sorry, mummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think my granddad used to play piano. But other than that, it's not not the kind of thing that I do now has been known in my family and what's kind of your career goal are you looking to get sort of signed to a label or that's the goal as much as any artist as well um my personal goal for this year is just to beat my chart success of define me which was 29 the singer songwriter charts and I'm just hoping to get higher than that and be present in the country charts with magnetic if I can get that then I'd be over the moon getting signs what a lot of artists sort of dream to get to isn't it that's Mm -hmm. where they want to get to with the music yeah I think it's just a great way of getting yourself out there with industry professionals and they know what they're doing they know the best way to push you forward as an artist um and I just think it's a great way to go but for me it's always been important to set little mini tasks for me to get there like I know my overall picture but like I I try to set little goals for me to achieve so I can get closer and closer and closer and just it gives me something to work towards rather than keep thinking that it's going to happen overnight because at the end of the day it doesn't and I think that's what um, I try to stay out of because I know it takes a lot of hard work and I've been working really hard on all this stuff so no it is because you're right you know it's okay saying you know you want to get to get signed mm-hmm. but at least you sort of take in smaller chunks trying to get I there think if you as opposed to just having their overarching yeah goal. I think if you work hard for something you'll, you'll get it and that's always been my mindset with everything whether it be like schoolwork or like just like like even like self-discipline with um like learning instruments and stuff like you're not going to be perfect overnight and nothing's going to change overnight it's something you have to work for and I've always known that and I've always believed that 
Uh, so I guess that's just the mindset I've been brought up with and that I've always longed to achieve, really. So where's the sort of best place that you've ever gigged? If you sort of look back at places where you've gigged in the past, where's the one place where you kind of go, that's the best one I've ever done? Um, recently, I've mainly been doing um, more smaller gigs, so in like pubs, just to try and like um, build my platform up as much as I can, because um, I only kind of brought my EP out last year. Um, and now this whole, I had a f- quite few exciting festivals this year, which I was really, really looking forward to, like Country on the Coast and um, Rock and Ribs Festival. But um, they they would be the ones that I would probably say are my best gigs because they're, they seem like a lot of fun. And festivals are always a lot of fun, whether you're going or performing to them. So those would have been, but I'm, I'm sad I can't play them. But um, um, I look forward to doing them in the future and doing more festivals and gigs. Yeah. I think 2020 is a bit of a washout, isn't it? I think we should just abandon 2020 and go straight now to yeah, next 2021. year. Yeah, 2021. Everyone's saying that, I think. Yeah, it's, just, should... it's just a bit of a... It's so really annoying. It's just not a lot of people really know what's going on at the moment, which is the most stressful part of it. But we'll get there. It's just a lot of information and a lot of unanswered questions, I feel, at the moment. Absolutely. Just have to keep persevering. Mm-hmm. Won't we? We'll get there. But it just means that next year there's going to be a lot of artists that are going to be playing some great music. Yeah, it's always good to um, look out for like, your... Um, for more unsigned artists as an artist yourself because um not just signed artists are the places you can get inspiration from like i've listened to like quite a few unsigned artists that i like listening to and i get a lot of inspiration from them and i just find them really talented and i just feel like they should get a lot more time to breathe and a lot more people should listen to them but obviously labels know what they're doing at the end of the day so who who is your inspiration who's your sort of music inspiration that you kind of look up to and inspired your sort of style of my music. biggest one has always been um taylor swift but like the older country stuff um mainly because that's what i kind of grew up listening to the red album was um a massive massive inspiration to me um red is such a great song and i've always like aspired to write music like that um another big one is maren morris that's kind of more of a current one but um yeah she just get, gives that good balance between between country and pop which is what i'm trying to aim for so when writing music and when in the studio, that's always kind of our biggest um, influence and inspiration just to try, to try and um, get things from and get ideas from and try and make similar sounds. You mentioned Taylor Swift. No, she, she's a great songwriter, isn't she? Yeah. And a great singer, obviously. Yeah. I think, you know, she's written some great songs. Yeah, I suppose that it, that's what gives her the inspiration for her songs, isn't it? And it works yeah, for Yeah, it works her. for her and people like what she's doing. That's, that's always... Um, a big leg up to me um is also i do i do feel like not all of it is all about breakups because she did she has done like some stuff that's like quite more let's say lovey-dovey <laughs> in a way um but i i just think the way she writes her melodies and like the way she writes her lyrics are absolutely incredible and um i've always thought the same like when i was younger but now um growing up and kind of being involved in the music industry and kind of seeing songwriting and the techniques behind it it's just it just makes it a lot more credible to me and um I can see it for what it is now and it's not just like a great song it's like a lot of work and a lot of hard work and just she's put a lot of time into it and you can tell and like that's what I kind of love about listening to music you can just see the hard work behind it I felt sorry for her when she had all that problem with her former record oh, yeah 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 that was really sad. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows that you have to read the small yeah, print in your contract. Yeah, I agree. So do you have management at the yeah, moment? Yeah, so I am with um, Scarlet River Management. Um, they're, they've been a massive, massive, massive help to me recently. Um, it just kind of, They showed me the ropes of everything that I need to do, find gigs for me, really, and just like a mentor to go to if you need any help or if you 
see something that could be worth looking at and they can like send emails etc it's just been a massive help for things that I've I've never been 100% sure of and it's always a way to go if um, you're ever stuck which is lovely. And how did you find them or did they find Um, you? So I work with Puzzle Maker Studios and they're the ones that um, produce my records and stuff and they um, I found um, Scarlet River Management through Puzzle Maker as they work really closely together so then Rachel for Scarlet River Management picked me up from that and um, we've worked together on my first EP and she made a massive difference to that and I'm just honoured that she wanted to work with me as part of her management company which I love. That's good. Yeah. There's a lot of people that try to decide don't they whether now's a good time to get mm-hmm. a manager or whether they need to wait to get a manager or what's your advice to sort of any other artists that are in that sort of situation at the moment of do they get a manager don't they get a manager um I think it kind of depends what knowledge you have behind it if you're if you're kind of on your way up and you kind of know kind of what you're about and what you need from your manager I think that's a massive massive help because I've kind of worked um Puzzle Maker Studios they say they kind of act as like a label they do what kind of what a label would do but on a smaller scale so I've always asked questions with those guys and just making sure that I kind of know my industry knowledge as much as I can and that's been a massive help so I think kind of know your craft know you what you want out of your manager and I think the right manager will find you um but at the same time if you want to look for a manager and you feel that you're ready personally that's always a good way to go as well yeah I think you're I think you're right it kind of depends where you are as an artist what's the next step then that you're working on at the Um, moment at the moment I'm just trying to um ride this wave of um COVID-19 but um I think with this it will be releasing new music that's a I, I love releasing new music it's just incredible it's the most amazing feeling just to see your hard work go out into the world so I think I'll, I'll pick a few songs that I want and then try and pitch them to Puzzle Maker um, see what they think see what the best ones to record are and then just go from there really that's that's my main goal I think and with your audience how what would you how would you describe your audience if it's like certain age groups on my stats and stuff it's mainly it's mainly men um, but not by much at all it's like I think it's like 46.54, so barely anything in it. And it's quite a more um, um, mature age group, um, I, would, I would say, um, probably about 30 to 50, I'd say, which is which is lovely because I feel like that's um, a good community to have because, you know, they have, their, they have your support and they just want you to succeed and they've kind of lived life and they kind of like know what they know. So, yeah, they, they're just wanting to support you in every way they can, which is lovely. How are you kind of growing your audience? What's your sort of strategy for that um, at the moment? So, my strategy at the moment is obviously um with my management company we like to share our live streams and like our videos um just to relevant groups on facebook so that would just be um like anyone that um would help promote country music you can share your video into and just get more attraction for people that are relevant yeah another good way is just paid promotions as lifesavers sometimes i'm <laughs> um, just getting sponsored posts um just put putting your music out there as much as possible and i think just keep going until people notice you that's a big thing but obviously without oversaturating your social media but you want to be known to people but you don't want to annoy people <laughs> so i guess that's the kind of balance you need to and do. what sort of social media platforms work well for you um you facebook Quite all, all of them do quite literally, um, but they're um, different kind of types of audiences. So Facebook is probably for the more mature um, aspect. The Instagram is for the more young adults and teenagers um, area. And Twitter is kind of a mix of both, I always feel, which is lovely because I've kind of got all age ranges 
across all different platforms um, and different responses for different things and which is lovely but yeah I get quite a lot of attraction at my Twitter which is lovely um, which is one that I've always kind of struggled with but um, Rachel at Scarlet River is I think she's crushed it on Twitter she knows what she's doing on there and she knows how to get certain people's attention on there as well as Facebook I mean I think I was on I think I'm on about 3,500 Facebook likes at the moment and like obviously releasing my debut EP last year that's obviously grown massively um so I'm just grateful for everything that they do and show me the ways to help promote myself across all different social medias because I do feel like it's very it's very different across all of them and you have to pitch them all differently because of the different audience age range I guess sounds like everything's working out well <laughs> yeah. for you um I've, I've had so much support with those guys Puzzle Maker and Scarlet River and they've just shown me like the ropes and what to do and just the best ways to um, get myself out there and reach the most relevant audiences. So it's a massive thanks to those guys and I highly recommend them if anyone's kind of looking for that kind of thing. Nicely. (laughs) So if you could um, perform with any artist, who would you love to perform with? I think it would be Mara Morris. I've seen her live. I saw her live last year and she's absolutely incredible. And she just seems really fun and just doesn't take herself too seriously, which is lovely. But I know she's just had a baby as well. So might have to wait for that one a little bit. Might be a couple of years before she'll do another so yeah, well. she's great, and I'd love to see her live again because it's probably one of my favourite live shows I've ever been to. One of the things that I've kind of noticed now as we do more and more of these podcast episodes and we talk to different artists is that when they write a song, there's always a song in their catalogue that they have written about a friend's experience. A friend's experience, yeah. Yeah, so whether that's like a breakdown in a relationship or, you know, whatever. Do you sometimes find some of your songs yeah yeah I always try and bring an element of myself in it not in a selfish way (laughs) um but just so I can kind of get the most authentic result and make sure I'm not stepping on anyone's toes just making sure that um everyone's happy and I'm making sure that it's right and what I'm saying is right but yeah I wrote a song um which is going to be coming out soon which is called not scared anymore and that's just saying it's basically a conversation to your best friend that's not feeling like themselves doesn't feel good enough and it's just um having a battle in their minds and um it's just saying all the things that they are that they didn't realize that they are good enough etc um just when they're down everything you want to say to them to pick them back up and just make them feel them again yeah it's one of them sort of, sort of common themes that we come across now is that uh, people seem to write about friends. yeah um i think it's because um when you write songs about yourself you're always in your own perspective and I always feel like it's nice to have an outside perspective looking out on the situation um from another place um because you can always realize different things when you're not in the situation and it's just a different angle to go in I feel do you sort of sell merchandise then have you got any from your online um, I've got my or anything, CDs there um they're they're available um I may have some stuff in the pipeline <laughs> um that hopefully I can talk about soon but I guess that's all I can say for the minute but it's, it's one of those things those secret projects that you're not allowed to say but you really really want to <laughs> no, no, no 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 fair enough obviously yeah, don't yeah. say anything that you know you're not so quite a lot of people seem to be like, online mm-hmm. stores don't they selling their the merchandise through which is uh, yeah it's a great way to do to it say. and also people do it at live gigs as well so just um having them on the side so people can purchase them when they watch you perform it's lovely I did see an artist who I think it was was it this week or last week was forming live via mm-hmm. live stream um and selling tickets 
to the live stream event, which I thought was a nice idea to yeah make a bit of income. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of artists I know have set up a virtual PayPal link. So um, if anyone wants to donate to those, because um, obviously we aren't getting paid for live gigs, so it's a nice it's a nice way to make donations and for people to kind of appreciate what you're doing. And it, it does help out a massive lot, even if it's a little bit, which is lovely. So you do get a little bit of income for what you do. I have Are you doing that as well? Past, yeah. Um, I should probably implement it more because I, um, it was a lovely way Um lovely way for me to receive money as bad as that sounds but um to receive donations there's a lot of kind of kind people that would send more than um most would <laughs> but um i guess they're if they're yeah. engrossed in what i do then i'm massively massive massively appreciative for that it's difficult times for everyone at the moment isn't it certainly the kind of get ourselves out there is through gigs and um just getting myself kind of around the country and in some cases around the world but um i do think live streams isn't is a good way of connecting people together because i think people are looking for content at this this stage because people are just going to be on their social media a lot more than they normally would be so i guess we've got we've got to um supply that for them and make sure that we're giving them what they want as well as us getting ourselves out there i I found that with instagram and i looked at the um stats the other day and i think on average each day, I'm on it for like yeah. over three hours a day. You don't realise how much you do, do you? And I was thinking, no. And I was thinking, <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that down. Yeah. <laughs> I now I cut it right down to like 10 minutes. So I feel like now I've got at least two hours, 50 yeah. minutes of my I mean, life. It's always back. nice to kind of step away from your phone and social media and just kind of spend time in the real world in the here and now and just kind of appreciate everything you have around you. Yeah, I actually also, I feel it does better for your sort of mental well-being as well. Yeah. You know, just sort of. Taking a step back from social media every so often and recalibrating yeah, kind of yourself. Realizing like what what you're doing and like you're actually in here and now. You don't have to worry about what someone said on social media or if something's offended you or you're not gotten enough likes, etc. All those kind of things. It's just nice to try and step away from that and kind of realize the situation you're in and kind of realize that you're surrounded by people that love you and you don't need really need that kind of stuff. It's just I kind of use it for entertainment and obviously it's my job as well so it's just all those kinds of things but it is even as an artist even if you do need to kind of promote stuff it's nice to step away from it and just kind of live your life as you would normally absolutely no 100% agree with you so where can people yes. find you online so you do have my um ep on spotify and my um, new single will be on there next friday and more to come with my EP as well. Um, that's just Kelsey Bovey um, on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, whatever streaming platform you like to listen to, I'll, I'll be on there. Yeah, since you um, mentioned, I think you mentioned the uh, when the pre-ordering yeah, date was going to um, start, yeah, so didn't you? Yeah, so it went on pre-order last Friday. So I'm I'm in, is it day seven today? Or is it a week? Is it, no, it's Wednesday. I was thinking it's Thursday today. <laughs> um, yeah, so it will be a week Friday that went on pre-order. And one question I always ask mm-hmm. people on the podcast, and it's, it's, a random, it's a random question, but if you were to have a celebrity dinner party, you can invite any celebrity, mm-hmm. alive or dead, who would you invite? How many people can I have? Because that's, <laughs> that's a big thing. <laughs> it's your dinner party, so... Um... <laughs> Freddie Mercury, big one. Um, I've always just kind of loved his presence um, and what he's about. Um, Maren Morris and Taylor Swift would be there, just because I'm in love with their music and they've they've inspired me from from my music and from a young age. Wow. Um, this this question I always ask myself, and now now it's been put in this, I can't actually think of what I want to say. <laughs> 
but yeah, they, they'd probably be my main three. I mean, Elton John, I'm a big fan of as well. So just kind of all those kind of inspirational people I, I love. Just kind of change music. You like proper <laughs> music, don't you? Tell by your dinner party guests. You, you <laughs> I like guess you proper could say music. that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Freddie Mercury, that is a good I show. The main reason Freddie Mercury is big to me is because when I was in secondary school I did a um, production of We Are Rocky the Musical and I I was I'd never really listened to Queen before I was quite um, alien from them and then just listening to the um, musical soundtrack and like um, then actually listening to the real Queen's versions of them um, I was just like how have I never come across this before this is absolutely incredible and I used to watch like a, like all the um the live aids on on YouTube and all that stuff and I was just like he's incredible at what he does and he he can just command the stage um without even trying which is incredible um so I I, I have massive respect for him yeah 100% agree there did you ever watch the um Bohemian film Rhapsody. that came out was it a couple of years ago yeah with... I did it was really good yes. actually <laughs> Rocket Man as well without John and like those those two are just great and you can just see an insight into how their life was before how and how everything changed when people started knowing their name and just the kind of self-respect they kind of gave themselves and just showing all the hardships because I feel like from an audience perspective some people don't really know all the hardships that it can take on you um being an artist especially of that size I think Elton John he was another one that was like a fantastic yeah, songwriter um, wasn't him it? and Bernie Taupin are absolutely amazing team writing their music together it's, it's just incredible it's just all very music related which is very it's a very Kelsey thing to do I'd say <laughs> I can almost imagine like an open fire and they're all just sitting around literally just yeah jamming away I- Imagining what that um like if we were to do like a collaboration with all those artists, what what would turn out like? <laughs> yeah, it would. Oh, that would be interesting because you if you've got strong-minded yeah. people there, yeah. it would be very interesting. I'm quite excited for it now, <laughs> even though it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good mix of people. That would be certainly a, yeah, a, sure. an entertaining dinner party. Yeah, it's a shame we can't make it happen. Hopefully one day, but sadly not Freddie Rookery. But hopefully one day. Great speaking with you. And if there's anything I can do to help you promote your music Thank that you've got so coming much. out, just let me know. Also, a big thanks to everyone who listens to our podcasts each week. Thank you so much for joining us for that. And we uh, hope you'll continue to listen to our podcasts. Hope you can join us next week for another episode of the Unsigned Chat podcast. But until then, have a great week. Music.